This episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast is brought to you in part by No Judges Needed BJJ Apparel and Lavender Lane CBD Products. You can use the promo code JJT for 20% off your first order at No Judges Needed and the code JJTimes20, all uppercase, last two items are numerical, for 20% off your first order of CBD products. Thank you very much for sticking with us. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast. I am your host, Kevin Bradley, looking a little spiffier, and I've got a dust cover now, so you know time has passed. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Kevin Gallagher. And today, we're joined by extra special guest, uh, Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt, longtime competitor, recent author, podcast host, and aspiring reality TV show producer slash host, Kenny Kim of Kenny Kim BJJ in uh, Georgia. Kenny, thank you so much for joining us. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. What a pleasure to be here with you guys. Man, I'm excited. All right. Well, let's just uh, at the outset, you know, there's there's a ton of reasons we could have you in here, but we like to go over any COVID-specific stuff. You know, a lot of times that just includes asking our guests how they're doing, you know, the, <laughs> the, the real general stuff. Unfortunately, you're you're getting hit by this whole thing a little bit differently than most. So could you possibly elaborate on that? Yeah, I mean, you know, as an academy owner, first of all, you know, we've we've had our doors closed since March 11th. And I, I was actually one of the first ones. Actually, I think I was the first one. Uh, I was being proactive. I thought about it and I thought, okay, it's it's the right thing for me to do. And where, I think where are you at now? I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm just curious. Where, no, where I, uh, I'm in Marietta, Georgia, which is okay. right outside of Atlanta. Okay. So, southeast, right above cool. Florida. Cool. Uh, but anyways, I was being proactive, went ahead and closed the doors and we had a great, you know, feedback, you know, students and fans and everybody were like, man, you're doing a right movement. And right after that, a couple of days later, everybody started to shut down. So we've been shut down for what, six weeks now, seven weeks going on, something like that. So financially, yes, it's going to take a toll, you know, as much as, you know, uh, we have students that are very loyal to the academy people are very supportive you know we have people still paying tuition even though we've been closed and we're giving them different options to you know whether you know we credit the missed times or and then we have people that's canceled lost their jobs whatnot so that's been tough but the most toughest thing is not being able to you know get on the mat and we were one of the first ones our governor just gave the the green light uh for our gyms to open today was supposed to be the day but under further um investigation group classes right are prohibited and even though we're practicing you know social distancing uh whatnot it's still prohibited so unfortunately i've pushed my date to probably a phase two here in atlanta which would be like mid-may which gives us a couple more weeks but you know i've done all i can to prepare for it you know infrared uh, therm- uh thermometers you know uh cleaning stations everywhere. I mean, we right. just spent about a thousand bucks just on cleaning supplies to try to get everybody back in. But even then, it's going to be hard. We're doing Zoom classes as much as we can. So I'm working actually harder than I ever, you know, was. It's, 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 I'm putting in overtime and I'm not getting paid, you know, so. So many of my friends that have gyms are saying the same thing to that regard. Like, you think that, oh, we're just taking a break. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's harder to put together the workout of the days and coming up with creative ways to do Zoom classes to keep, keep these guys that are still paying your, your tuition and still, uh, still mm-hmm. helping you out to give them content to stay engaged. Like, that's tough to do. It's really not easy. It's not just sitting in front of your laptop and teaching a move. Like you got to keep people engaged. Dude, I, I seriously, 
seriously hadn't worked this hard <laughs> in a long <laughs> in a long time. I mean, it's uh, and I, I'm taking care of my employees. You know, I'm talking with my accountants to you know get their payrolls right, get the unemployment ready, yeah. uh, the the loans, and you know everything that goes into not only uh, uh, um, having a martial arts school, but like finances. You know, uh, the business part of the whole thing has been tough. And then the toughest thing has been uh, not actually for me. But I actually recently did a video, and um, I know Kevin just um, knows, but I, I uh, did a video on xenophobia and how it was affecting the Asian community uh, as a whole. Um, mm -hmm. So I basically talked about that. It was something that I, you know, personally didn't. Most people don't. Most people walk away from me anyway when they see me on the street. They're like, who is this guy? That guy looks like <laughs> right. you know, tattoos everywhere. It's, it's not the Asian. It's the tattoos. <laughs> right. Right. He's right. like, that's a gangster guy. I can't, I can't yeah. be around this the, guy. The but, cauliflower ear. And the, uh, <laughs> right. but, uh, but for, you know, it's been happening to like, you know, older women, yeah. you know, older men, you know, people who can't defend themselves. And as a martial artist, I truly believe like, you know, we teach our kids to, you know, fight off bullies, you know. Uh, and so as adults, I mean, they're just being predators. They're just predicating on these weak people to uh, um, uh, physically, verbally, emotionally, whatever it is to, you know, um, attack yeah. it. And so it's I thought important. it was. Yeah, I, I, I commend you greatly for that because I, I, I believe that greatly. You know, it's, so there's there's a certain amount of distinction that we can make upon that. So it's at this point irrefutable that the disease came from China. COVID-19 100% came from China. Now, we can mm -hmm. debate whether you believe it was created in some laboratory yeah. mm -hmm. or if it came from the wet markets of the Wuhan or whatever whatever happened, how it evolved, but it's pretty irrefutable that it came right. from Wuhan. Right. Mm -hmm. So the idea of saying the Chinese virus or even better, the Wuhan virus is not necessarily wrong. Okay, and Whoa. I'm gonna say right. No, but but, I, but no, no, but let me let me finish because mm -hmm, I'm, gonna, mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna help you with this. So okay, in the idea of saying that, but I'm helping you with your point. The right. idea of saying that, yes, and in, in historically, you can say that they named viruses after particular regions. In the point of saying this is where it came from. Mm -hmm. The point of it is, is when it was renamed the Chinese virus, it had a negative intuition, it had nothing to do with places of origin. It had to do with placing blame. And unfortunately, by calling it the Chinese virus, mm -hmm. it incorporated mm -hmm. people that haven't lived in China or like yourself, that's Korean, no. that right. has nothing to do with China as automatically being the enemy. And it was wrong. Right. It was wrong sure. for that to happen. Exactly. And so even on my documentary, I even, I even, you know, said, I said, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree that it is a Chinese virus. It came from there, and, and other people may disagree with me, which is fine. But yeah. I, I truly believe it's okay. But when that was brought about, it started to put blame. When, mm -hmm. especially in a in a world that we live in, with you know social media and this, and when words just travel so fast, it's like it's the Chinese virus. So now you're assuming, you know, a lot of people are very ignorant, and I'm sure you know that. A lot of people of are very ignorant. Right. Chinese, Koreans, they're all the same. I mean, right. you know, it's just like everybody's a Mexican, right? That's what people right. think. And and so when they say, oh, it's a Chinese virus, it started bringing negative heat to a lot of Asian people living here in the States. Now, what's going on over there? You know, and I, I saw some cross posts where they were like, well, do you know they're not letting, you know, black people, African people come into the restaurants in China? I'm like, I don't know anything about that. Yeah, I, right. I, I, again, 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 not Chinese, right. not Chinese. Right. Not Chinese exactly, once again, <laughs> I'm not Chinese. Right? And I, and I don't live Please there, don't you know what I mean? Right. right, and I don't live there. And, and you know, it's like, but I just thought I had a voice. I had a platform. Right, no, for um, sure, man. I commend you for that. 
But thank you, thank you. And yeah, I, usually I don't get into, you know, the political stuff or, or, or even, you know, talking about race because, you know, I have all my mats, you know, I have hundreds of students from, right. you know, different religions to different colors and we all get along and that's, you know, where I want to be. But I just thought I had to speak up because this one hit home because like my, uh, uh, um, you know, sister and her kids, you know, were uh, uh, kind of in the midst of things where they were like, oh my God, you know, they're here. Let's leave. You know, our kids are like, what's going on? Why, 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 why are the kids like pointing fingers at me? You know what I mean? Like when it hits home like that, I, I know I had to step up. I mean, if I could change one person's mind or educate, you know, just a few, I think I've done, you know, what I needed Kenny, to do. Kenny, man, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate hearing someone like yourself say that because it's something that I believe in, in, in fully too. Like I make jokes about being famous and all this other shit. Like I, I, I laugh about it, but there's a very small pool of people that have any idea who I am. But in my pool, particularly locally and, and in some jujitsu carries, like I have mm -hmm. kids that come up to you and say, hey, Coach Kevin, you're awesome. Take a picture with me. And I'm very flattered by that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The idea of being able to say, okay, you know what? I have some pull in the community and i firmly believe in something let me use whatever limited ability i have to go out mm -hmm. there and try to make a difference and right. it, it it helps and it really does it because in that limited pool maybe i have some kind of pool and if i change one person's mind i did my job I, and i used I, that for good you know i yeah. think the 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 reason that i the the thing that really got me about your video mm -hmm. that, and was part of the big thing that made me reach out to you to, to bring you on the show was that you you made sure to say that this isn't just affecting chinese people you mm -hmm. know this is a, unfortunately a lot of people don't even know the difference uh, just right, the, right. It, 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 home, it home for me because one of my one of my best friends tristan uh his whole family is filipino right and he's been it like he he like him his mom and his his uh, uh some of his other relatives his uncle they, they're all living in new york right now they're getting constant shit from people off the street you know and he was telling me about it and but the weird thing is i got immediately afraid for the people talking shit to him because <laughs> he's like he's like muay thai expert kickboxer taekwondo black belt everyone in his family is some sort of boxer and so i'm like oh no you poor guys <laughs> like for their for their sake please stop you get right afraid. right <laughs> I think as, as fighters and athletes, we it's it's funny because sometimes that goes the other way. There's a point of this, yeah, when we get excited, but it takes so much more to get to us because we know like there's no reason to even fight the civilian anyway. As stupid as he is, like, right. well, like what's the point? But and again, you know, the the thing about the documentary was that you know when people started talk about this, you know, different people came up, you know, commenting on not on the documentary, but I, I posted something like. Um, and this was what inspired me to do the video was I posted a statement. I said, after all this, I said, if you're of Asian descent and you're afraid to go outside to go get groceries or whatnot, and you, if I'm close by, I said, hit me up. I said, I'll arrive with you. That's exactly what I said. Oh, man, that's cool, dude. And that comment, I mean, that, that post got hundreds of comments. It got shared hundreds of times. And I thought, you know what? If people feel the same way, why can't I do a video to kind of educate people? And that was the whole thing about education was that people were like, man, if I'm out there, man, I see something like that. I'm going to beat his ass. I'm like, guys, 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 it's, like, it's no, not about, you know, beating about. somebody's ass. It's Dude, not man, about, Kenny. you know, 
you're awesome, dude. Good work, Kenny. That's the truth. Well, I, I think, in, I think, in so much in life, particularly in the world we're living in now, if we can open up lines of discussion and at least talk to people on the other side and hear what they have to say, because right. again, we're all humans. I say this all the yep. time. We're all humans. We all do the same things. We all put our pants on the same way. We all have the same hopes, fears, and desires. Right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just what motivates me at the at the end of the day is probably what's going to be motivating them at the very most rudimental level. Let's figure out how the way we can make those yep. lines cross you follow yep. me but it's yep. just, if you no. argue nothing like that happens and so basically at the end of the video i said listen martial arts evolve music evolves cars evolve i'm like why can't love evolve you know what i mean why can't you know we show love we evolve with love and show compassion and oh, and uh you know that that, that that was basically the the entire video i just wanted to share <laughs> and then it, and it wasn't even just i mean this one was actually geared towards the xenophobic actions towards asians but i mean any racism or xenophobia actions towards any race you know, because after this, again, I got, well, you know, you know, this is, I have a lot of black friends, obviously. And they're like, oh, well, you know, you know, this has been happening to black people. Now you guys know, but it's like, listen, I wasn't just trying to point this out. I was making right. a point just for in this general, situation. Yeah. Right, right, particular right. situation, right? Mm-hmm, 100%, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's also just, I don't want to beat this to death because I don't want to turn it into that show, but I <laughs> think it's also to kind of, kind of remember that the idea, the difference between like politics and people, you know, mm-hmm. like all the dish, all the issues with China, because it's, it's, Becoming fairly obvious that China mm-hmm. did their best to hide the reality. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, well, here's it's, the, here's the thing: like that is a government. That's a government, right. and at the 100%. end of the day, innocent, all innocent people everywhere, right. forever. Right. And are even to take suffer, it one step know? further, now we're automatically discounting all of the vice that any Chinese scientist has to offer. On, right. on on the issue when in reality these scientists are highly regarded members of the of the of the medicine community and the, and mm-hmm. the pandemic community because right there in Wuhan is where it all like where the, right. the hotbed of all that shit is right. and we're saying that these people that are really dedicated to telling the truth are now trying to help us we're not taking any advice because the right. politics I think the, the, anyway minute, whatever I don't want to get into that the, 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 there is <laughs> such, there's a that. level of distrust based on you know our experiences with the the Chinese government well, different governments you well, know like that's <laughs> Imagine the Chinese people. I mean, they lived there and they were lied to. You know right. what I mean? Exactly. So now, this, so I guess the point of the matter is, is you don't you don't blame everyday people for the decisions of the mm-hmm. politicians. Like they're just trying to live their lives. You know, fuck, I didn't know. What do you think they called me? Like, hey, let's talk about this cover up story. You know, they're <laughs> like, I had nothing to do with it. You know. <laughs> Hey Kev, uh, this is China. Uh, hey, hey Kev, what do you think about this? Right. Well, cool, man. Let's Mr. Talk, Gall- let's Mr. Gallagher, Mr. Gallagher. <laughs> let's talk about some fun stuff, man. Let's talk yeah, about yeah, yeah. Well, actually, actually, real Yo, quick. Ahead, Kev. Uh, the, I wanted to get to this earlier, but you had, you mentioned that you uh, you have uh, the, the you got the green light in certain ways to go forward with classes, and yeah. I was I was looking at your website, and I wanted mm-hmm. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about this Zen Planner app that you're using, and uh, like. Some more of how you you got to the plan that you've you've come. Yeah, yeah, to. yeah. So, well, first of all, I've been in the martial art business for over twenty years. I've been in, I've been in this business a long time, and so uh, I've been through the ups and downs, and, and and you know, with customer service and how to keep uh, a, a close relationship and and communicate. And so, when this thing all came out, well, Zen Planner, first of all, is just a martial arts fitness. You know, CrossFit gyms use it too. It's a uh, back end program platform where. You know, we put student database, you know, payment information, classes, attendance, whatnot. So it's just a service that we use, but they actually have an app where people can check in online. They can check, uh, they can update their credit card information. It's all that good stuff. So it's basically integrated into our academy. So what we're doing was, um, you know, obviously we have to limit 
the size of the class once we're allowed to go 10, 12 people. Because, you know, sometimes, I mean, on a regular adult class, we'll have 30, 40 guys training on the mats. So I'm like, okay, well, we can't have that. Yeah, that could happen so, no more, right? No. So with the app, what they can do is they can go in there and see the classes they're registered for. Right. And they can actually reserve a class and they'll see however many is in there. So, uh, you know, they just got to pick, you know, two, three classes a week and kind of go up and down. They uh, use that template for like spin classes and things right. like that for you know regular gyms where you want to come in there's a limited number of spaces available so you have to register ahead of time to, to get your spot yeah and then they can also if you don't have a membership you can also pay for it online but for us it's just members only uh, so. that's cool man that's cool yeah anyway so i have that and then uh you know uh people basically just reserve the classes and then you know i did a video as you see i did a video explaining how we're gonna do it where i'm like okay well guys i'm gonna walk you guys in you know one by one you know, whatnot. Nah, so the video kind of explains that. And I put a modified schedule uh, of how we're doing the classes, color coded, so it's easy for people to see what the classes are, what we're doing. And then we just kind of talk about the protocols on the bottom of, uh, you know, the phase and, you know, what we're doing to kind of, you know. Now, did you did you uh, design this 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 app yourself or was it something that you you have on the market for other people to use or something you have specifically for your students? No, the app itself is actually through Zen Planner. So, you know, most martial arts schools should be using a back-end yeah. program, right? 100% right. And so if they talk to their uh, software company, they, they should be able to provide them with that. Because right. I think most people haven't, you know, like, uh, I know, um, I just, I mean, I know three or four different companies that offer, you know, I was using mark. I was using marketing muscles until everything fell apart, fell apart in my gym. <laughs> I couldn't even get, even get my gym open. Like, I'm actually, I'm, I'm blessed and cursed by that equally. You know? Right, right, right. But there's a bunch of them, but, they, you know, um, it's, the, it's the, I think the responsible responsibility of the school owner to go in and have all this set up because <clears throat> a lot of people were calling me and texting me. They're like, man, you're doing the right thing. I'm following you. Can I use your stuff? And you know, some people actually copied this word for word. I mean, it was like, okay, copy, right click, boom, let me put it on my website uh, kind of deal, which I'm fine. I'm like, look, use whatever you need to use. I want everybody to be able to get their doors open and then be back to, you know, doing what they love. But um, what do you think is going to happen along the lines of smaller classes? Do you think you're going to have to offer more classes at a shorter time frame? With, that, with, a, with a limited number, then have them check in and hit your capacity. Be like, sorry, guys, that's it. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm doing. I've added different yeah. classes in there, and we're allowing at least 15 minutes in between the classes. That way we can, you know, kick everybody out, lock the doors, and then we'll do our mat sanitation. Not only the mats, but, uh, you know, I got some new uh, cleaning products. Now they're yeah. saying we have to let it soak for at least 10 minutes for, to get the, the grime mm -hmm. and the grease out, and then we'll be cleaning the bathrooms, door handles, whatnot, and then we'll have the next group of people. So it's actually more work, you know what I mean? Dude, for our you, want, staff. you want your business you want your business to succeed you know what i mean and you i mean i'm not trying but you know this as a business owner you know what i mean sure, like, yeah, you, got yeah. you got to do that. you got to yeah. hustle you want to keep them doors open if this is what you got to do this is what you got to do you got to take you got to have everybody in for limited classes boom whatever it is you know mm -hmm. i think that this is the time in in our lives where we're going to have to find out that jujitsu really is about the love of the sport and what are you willing to do to to to, to get that thing going you know we're yeah. going back to its basics or basic 100 percent. yeah yeah, man. I just it 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 really seeing comprehensive lists of of uh, data like the one you put on your site. It definitely goes a long way for you know. Just I'm imagining like I I'm lucky that I have like a personal like I, I talk to my coach almost every day, so I'm mm -hmm. like very aware of what's going on with my gym, the hive. 
But, you know, I, I know that guys with bigger schools, you know, you got a lot of people to manage. Having that source of information is, mm-hmm. is definitely going to go a long way in reassuring people, you know, and uh, it, it feels good that like this is the type of stuff that lets me know that we're almost to the the new normal. You know? What other what other tips? There. What other tips for you? Because you, I know you're successful, gym owner. You've been you've been in this for a long time. What other tips could you give to maybe some? Um, some gym owners that may be struggling to come up with ideas for content to help to keep their students engaged. Is there anything in particular you're doing to try to help out with that? Man, I think it's, first of all, I think it's just communication. I think a lot of people are just lacking communication. You know, the doors are closed or so their minds are closed and, you know, they're not really doing, I mean, I'm literally, you know, we have our uh, adults Facebook uh, private group. We have our kids Facebook private group. We have our instructors and staff you know, group. So along those lines, I communicate with them probably every other day at least. And then of course we have our mass emails that we send out to our students. And then some people still have my personal number they where they get in touch with me. But I mean, I just basically communicate. I'm like, guys, listen, and every time I talk to them, I'm like, I just want to say thanks for your patience and thanks for your support. We're doing what we can on my end to get the doors open. It's, it's, you know, we're just trying to get the green light from um the the government telling us that you know what we can we can't do and i just basically do that and i ask them hey what do you think about this so you know like for the kids classes we're doing the online zoom classes twice a week you know that's it's, it's okay it's not like huge but it's okay and then we have people uh like our adult class and i said guys we're gonna do a zoom class nobody was interested i mean it was like i don't want to do that bullshit you know stupid solo ass drills you know like I'm like, hey, I, I understand. I said, okay, well, how about this? So I actually said, how about we do a film breakdown? They're like, what's that? I said, oh, it's basically, we'll get on the Zoom. I'll share my screen. We'll watch a video, a, comp- a competition video or whatever. I said, I'll break it down. I'll pause it. I'll put arrows here, arrows there, what grips are important, whatnot. They're like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I did that last week, and we had about 15, 20 guys that jumped on you know, Zoom. So it's keeping people engaged. I think right. the most important thing is keeping your students engaged, whether it's through uh, uh, um, uh, mass messages, whether it's through videos, whether it's through whatever it may be, whatever your your, your thing is, you know what I mean? Uh, what do you what do you say to guys that sometimes say, "Ah, oh, man, like no one's gonna watch this stuff. Why am I, why am I even bothered doing this? Why why would I even? It's it's just, maybe they don't have the confidence or in, or the belief in themselves to be able to hold their audience. Yeah, mm-hmm. to that to that point. Well, if one person watches it and benefits from it, you kept that one person. And that's the that's exactly what I was telling myself. You know, all through these years, and especially lately. I was like, man, if I write a book, why would I write a book? Who's going to who's going to read my book? Right. Who's going to watch my YouTube channel? You know, who's going to watch my reality TV? Who's going to do the So I I had these same thoughts, but you know, just like we do on the mats, you know, like, man, you get tapped out, you come back, you do it again, do it again, you do it again, eventually you're going to kind of kind of get good. So I kept on doing it. I'm like, okay, well, I just want to be a voice. I just want to be a voice. I just want to be a voice. And then people started to actually tell me, "Hey, why don't you go through with that?" And the, the, the funny thing is, I said, okay, well, let me do it. And I started to trust myself because I know I could be a voice. Like when I wrote my book, I, I basically wrote it. I had a guy edit it out and we had it made. Man, the first like three orders immediately came in. One was from the United uh, United Kingdom. The other one was from like Australia. The other one was from like Canada. I'm like, holy shit. Like how did these people even know me? How do they even know that I have a book? You know what I mean? And it was great. And they were sending me messages, you know, and so – you know, that being said, what I'm saying is I think it doesn't really matter. 
I mean, if one person is watching your video, it, it could be your neighbor, it could be your five-year-old student. Man, somebody's watching it. You're doing it. You know, there's if you can do it better, or you can, you can do it better than one other person. You're doing it. Yeah, I think I uh, real real quick. Um, I think we're we're gonna go more into your book, but mm -hmm. right now I just want to take a brief pause, a okay. small commercial break for some of our sponsors. Yep. And right now I'm gonna pass it off to Kevin in the future, who's editing this in post. Take it away, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Thanks, past Kevin. Also, great decision to do all the editing for this episode, super late at night. I really appreciate it. It's gonna pay dividends for us mentally down the line. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about our sponsors. Now, for our audio-only listeners, you will have no way of knowing that I am currently decked out in one of the many amazing products offered at No Judges. Hang on. Let me see if I get that. No Judges Needed. No Judges Needed. Uh, I turned around so that you could see the logo on my back. But No Judges Needed, one of our day one sponsors, uh, absolutely stud apparel company full of rash guards, fight shorts, casual wear, geese, everything a budding BJJ athlete could ever hope to find underneath the Christmas tree or any other day of the year. It's year-round appeal, everybody. And I'm going to need you guys to listen up right now because if you think the party train ends there, you are sorely mistaken and how dare you doubt me. The guys at No Judges Needed love you, the listeners, so much that they've partnered with us to give you your very own promo code that we said earlier in the episode, but you might have forgotten it. You might have skipped that part. So I'm here to remind you, use the code JJT at checkout to get 20% off all purchases. It never ends. Never-ending savings, everybody. All right. Now, back to that good-looking host of a man, Kevin, in the past, who's much more awake than I am. Have at it, buddy. Well, thanks, Kev. You're the best. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, so Kevin, what were you saying? So... Well, the, the point I was trying to get into, we, we were talking about uh, not having the belief in yourself and, 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 and in turn, like it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a struggle. You might not want to go out and do the things, but if you do it and do it and do it, eventually you get better at it. And I think the one thing that I could, the one advice that I could give to people that are out there trying, because I believe me, I love your advice because I'm trying my best to do some things like that. You know what I mean? And I think the thing that led me to the, to the point to where I'm starting to actually have success in enjoying it is that I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm not doing it because I'm trying to prove a point or I'm not doing it because I'm not trying to get fans or trying to freaking like have people watch me. I'm doing it because like I've worked my life and I've had a pretty cool life and I think I have something to say and I'm putting out content that I like. Yeah. I'm doing things that I'm enjoying. Dude, I'm interviewing people that I enjoy the interview. I'm running my other podcast. I'm having fun with it. And to that record, I think that gym owners should realize that guys, like you have a whole room of people that look up to you and idolize you and look to you because why you spent your entire life or the last 10, 12 years of your life to get the one thing that they're draw they're all trying to get. Mm -hmm. So be proud of that. Believe me, anything you put out there, guys are going to want to watch it because right. they want to see involved. And then one more thing is the idea of like these zoom classes, Again, part of what makes you jiu so great isn't necessarily, you know, though you're learning martial arts, but it's the community. You sure. become a part of something. You're together in the same room and you get to have those bonds. By running these Zoom classes and giving your students something, anything, it's an opportunity. Because what I find when I teach my Zoom classes, Zoom classes at my, 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 my friend's gym, 
or the gym I train at, is that it's more fun for me than teaching because teaching the technique is kind of boring. Half of them aren't fucking doing it anyway. They're just watching, mm-hmm. right? It's the idea that I can see all of them right, and right. talk to them individually and engage with them and laugh a little bit here and there. Like that keeps guys together. But anyway, go ahead, Ken. Right, exactly. Right. It's not my show. It's your show, Kenny. <laughs> I have a problem with that sometimes. Yeah, so I, I, I would love to hear more uh, information about your book. You know, just like what uh, what what prompted you to dedicate that level of uh, investment and time into to getting your thoughts down on paper. Yeah, right, the book about, ain't easy, about, man. Yeah, more about the book itself. Like, what? Where do you like? Where did that start? So, you know, these are goals that I've had for many, 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 many years. You know. Uh, the book is basically uh, a story of me. It's the title is basically called Matt Made because I was made on the mats. You know, I, I became who I am today on the mats, as successful as I am on the mats. But it talks about the story of me being a uh, a second gen- generation Korean American that was brought up here in a rural uh, city in, of Atlanta, where I was the only non-white kid growing up. In the, you know, uh, 70s, 80s, and think about it. And, like, racism back then was even, you know, worse. And I say racism was worse because these people were very ignorant. And I'm not saying ignorant like they're dumb, ignorant as in, like, they were never taught. Right. You're you're, you're automatically something they've never seen before so they can't wrap their minds around it exactly Exactly. they're like they're like this guy this guy's hats are too curved (laughs) (laughs) you're supposed to curve this way (laughs) curve down there son (laughs) this is america (laughs) and so i just talk about um um my story of the the struggles that i went through with racism how i had to fight my way how i had had to educate people um and started training in martial arts and who I became uh, as of today. But I just, again, going back, I wanted to motivate some uh, younger generations coming up that, you know, cause I, you know, I was hung out with gangs. I was in jail, you know, people that, that I hung out with there, they went to prison and died and, you know, all this stuff. I didn't go to school. I didn't go to college. Uh, I dropped out. I mean, there's just, you name it, I was the urban failure. You know what I mean? That was basically, that was actually the name of the band uh, my friends were creating in middle school. <laughs> Quick plug there. That is the grungiest of grunge names I think yeah. I've ever heard in my life. I love well, it. Well, I, can you know, feel, <laughs> I can feel the flannel in my mouth. Well, that was the whole thing. That was when uh, all that early 90s, you know, Seattle, the grunge scene was going on. We were in the garage just beating on TVs. and you, you had know, long so- hair? Did you, have, did you have the long hair? Uh, I can, I can, dude, I can see that look on you, like, with the Doc Martens and, like, the uh, And we were all skaters, you know? So yeah, I had, right. I had the, the, but, like, yeah, the, the half-the-face look, man. I, I'm, I'm a child of the 90s, man. I, I was born in 77. The 90s were my freaking Yeah, 90s yeah. Was- I was I was born in seventy seven too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're all we're all fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, guess, yeah. guess guess which year I was born in. Uh, <laughs> 95. 96. Uh, Jesus I graduated high school in 1995. I know, I know, I know right? I'm going to live I'm going to live forever, guys. <laughs> I, have, I have shoes that I bought before 1995. Oh my god. <laughs> well, you know, but you know, it just talks about that and I just talk about like how you can 
person reading the book, you can, you could be a piece of shit. Like you think you're a piece of shit. Oh, you don't have anything. I was born, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. My parents are immigrants. They were working two, three jobs. They they were barely home making, I was sharing a room with my sister and my grandmother. You know what I mean? Like I, I had to stand in a lunch line to get free lunch, assisted lunch. And you know, p kids would make fun of me because of that. Right. You know what I mean? I think that, I think that it's, it's important as, uh, I think it's something that is society we tend to not place together with why kids like yourself may go down the wrong path and start joining gangs and what a gang necessarily represents. Cause someone like yourself, a Korean American growing up in Georgia, you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. probably very difficult for you to find any real sense of community for yourself. Right. And then when you pile on top of that, you know, not having enough money growing up poor, it, it automatically puts you in less and less opportunities to find community. So what happens is, is now you're drawn to the idea of this community, even though it's wrong. And guess what? They also hate everyone else. It is not right. you out of the community. So yep. you become, that's why gangs like this start to happen because they get to a point where like, Hey, yep. the world hates us. They never threw us a, threw us a break. Yep. So now we're going to combine together, you know? Yeah, and we're going to support each other. I have your back, you have my back. Right, and that's right. basically what it was. It wasn't even a gang. In the beginning, we said, man, listen, you know, we're just a crew, man. You know, right. you got my back, I got your back. And then people started to say, hey, man, this guy was messing with us. All right, right we're going to go take care now of business. Right, exactly, right, exactly. You know, and, and like, then they give us something for it. I'm like, okay. When you when you couple that together with, you know, uh, angsty freaking teenage boys and, and, and the perception of the world out to get you, like, mm -hmm. it doesn't take too many dots yeah. to go towards some 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 bad yeah. things, you know? Yeah. And again, I don't, I don't say that crime is bad. I just think that a lot of times in this country, we don't think about the why. All we care about is the what. You know what I mean? Like we just say, okay, well, the, right. we punish these people in some way. Well, if you start to talk about, well, why is this happening? Maybe address sure. that fact. Right. But uh, let's not solve all the yeah. world's problems. And th today, that's but. why <laughs> basically the book was that, you know, I just wanted to motivate somebody. I just wanted to motivate whether they were a Korean American, Asian American, black American, South American, wh whatever. I don't care who right. you are. I mean, people that came up with nothing, they could basically read the book and be like, man, this guy went from zero, nothing, even actually minus to where he is now, you know what I mean? Like right. I look around sometimes and I'm very fortunate, you know I mean? Even though I work my ass off, I'm very fortunate. You know, I have, I have a big home that I live in. I have several cars. I have a beautiful academy. I have friends. I have people like it's a, uh, it's like, I'm living in a dream right now. This is a dream that I have. Oh, okay. Hey, Kenny, we no need to flex on us. Man. All right. Just, okay. Sure. Proud, man. Just, 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 no, say no, what you no, got, boys. Say feel what you good got. Feel good about it. That's good. Like, feel good about it, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Living the dream. I think, I think a lot of times, that for better or for worse, there's a lot of people in the world that have not seen the darkness of the world like yourself, if not understand what it's really like to go through a situation like that. And that's not to say that people that haven't won't ever understand the world in right. general, but the idea that you have gone through that and have now conquered that and are moving on in a positive manner. And now even more than that, want to take the time to share that story to help say, Hey, you know what? Like I've been there, I've done that. I'm, yeah. I've got through it and this is how I did it. And if I can help a few people in the process, like, Good sure. for you, man. I really mean that, dude. That's that's thank good you, stuff, man. Yeah, thank you. And so basically, good. just cut it short. The book basically says, you know, uh, I'm teaching people how to become a black belt in life. Right. You know, black belt essence. That's it. And then I yeah. kind of share about like my daily routine. You know, I wake up early, drink my coffee, do some meditating. You know, how my day goes, physically keeping my shape. You know, it, uh, uh, in shape, like reading books, getting my you know mind stimulated, and you know, just some basic stuff that people can follow along. You know? Let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about how. The struggle to learn jujitsu and eventually go down the path to get your black belt 
maybe correlates with your personal struggle and some of the things you've learned from your personal struggle from from life to conquer your demons to, to along the road to get your black belt, how they correlate? Man, you know, um, just as we do on the mats and, you know, you guys train and our listeners, most, I guess most of all the listeners are uh, um, practitioners of jiu-jitsu, there's times you want to quit. No doubt. You want to quit. You're like, man, this is too hard. I don't even know why I'm here. It's like, man, I'm getting ass kicked. I mean, I'm putting and getting in positions that like, it's like, why am I even here? And uh, I, I questioned that even coming up, you know, especially I think through my blue belt, I was a blue belt for five years. I'm like, I must fucking suck at this because my, you know, professor, not, he's, uh, he's uh, promoting everybody else, but he's not promoting. So I'm like, I must suck at this, but he had better reasons. But anyways, so those times, every time that I felt like I wanted to quit, jujitsu actually helped me. Like, okay, if I tap, I can come back. If I tap 10 times today, tomorrow, I'm going to tap eight times. And then the day after that, it's going to be six, five, and eventually I'm going to start tapping them. Like, it was one of those, like, uh, slow, slow growths, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, again, I wanted – there's times that I wanted to stop. I'm like, man, I don't know why I'm even here. I'm getting my ass kicked, and this isn't fun. But you know what? Something told me that I had to go back. Like I had to, you know, I knew it was good for my soul. Right. And so every time I did anything in business or uh, or, or, or personal life, I always thought about that. You know, and I started training jujitsu when I was 19 years old, and I'm 42 years old now. So, um, so now when I think about you know uh, my personal goals, I'm like, man, I know I can't do it. It's too hard. I'm gonna give up. And I'm I've been a person, and I, I said that on my book. I was very fearful. And I was always a little scared little boy. I'm even coming up. Even I, I would say even in my early 20s, I call myself a boy because you know how it is now. I mean, right. like, yeah, yeah, I, right. I look at a 20-year-old, I'm like, Yo, yeah, you're, you're If you're under 35, yeah. you're a kid to me. You're yeah, still a kid. Yeah, right? Exactly. I call them kids. I'm like, hey, this kid over here. Yeah, like, right. It's like, dude, I'm 30 years old, man. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, kid, yeah that's great. Great. It's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you're, you're still a kid, an infant. No, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, Kenny. And so, you know, that's it. You know, I just started to use that towards my life goals. You know, I'm like, man, this is right. too hard. I, I, I don't think I can do it. And then I, I tell myself, I'm like, hey, listen, you're able to get your black belt. You you had all those tough times and getting smashed. And of course, I have my other uh, martial arts background too, but I'm like, okay. So I started using that as like a, uh, uh, I, I basically use it as an analogy. I'm like, okay, on the mats, this is what happens. I, I kept going. So in life, it can't be hard as that. Like I was physically getting abused and hurt. I'm like, this can't be that hard. So it trained, it helped me train my mind to not give up. I just said, listen, if I don't give up, I'm going to be able to achieve whatever I want to achieve. It may be slow, but I'm going to get there. That's cool, man. That's, that's an interesting take on that. Cause I never really thought about that, you know, cause so much in life and so much of what holds us back is self doubt. It's the same mm -hmm. idea when you talk yeah. about why you, why as an instructor that runs jujitsu school, you feel like you're not able to go out in, in, in teach a Zoom class. And it's because I'll, in your mind, you think I can't do this. No one's going to watch it. Why am I bothered? All these feelings of self doubt that, that come inside of you. Like mm -hmm. there's not too many other things in life that right. better exemplify overcoming self doubt than the journey from white belt to black oh. belt. I, I, even as a black belt oh, right yeah. now, I oh. still have moments where I think to myself, God, like I plateaued, like I'm just not learning anything else anymore. Now I know how, I know that they're just part of the dynamic of things that I will eventually get better from that, but it never stops. You're yeah. always doubting yourself and you always feel like you're not, but you're also always, understanding and overcoming that if you keep training yeah i mean that's self-doubt you know that, that that's everybody has that 
Doesn't matter who you are. And I, I think I, I was speaking with a, uh, a person that has like millions of followers and they said they have self-doubt. They're like, man, I put the content out. It only got, you know, 10,000 10, yeah, likes. 100%, oh my God, right. I usually get 2 million. I only got 10,000. Was something wrong? But it's like, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. You got 10,000 people to look at your, you know, like your, you know, exactly. uh, post. And so even if it's one person, which is good, you got to start from somewhere. That's what they were saying. Like even my podcast, um, yeah. it's called the Rap and Tap Podcast. We've been kind of quiet once this the whole thing started. Another, another, another flawless uh, pop plug, bro. You're, you're really good. You're too <laughs> professional. Don't think I'm not taking that. <laughs> also, I gotta, I gotta fully admit that you're, you got a dope logo for that thing too. Uh, it, it looks pretty good. Well, you know, my my partner, my co-host is a is a student of mine, but he's also a pretty well known R and B artist. Okay. Like he he was with Maybach records with uh, Rick Ross and he did a bunch of with Wiz Khalifa. You name it, he's done tours. Oh, he's, done he's got he's got the pool in the in, in the B-boy world or whatever. Yeah, like that, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I mean he's he's it's so anyway still say B-boy is that cool? Are we cool with that? Is that like help me out old man B boy still good? I think that's different. That's a different genre. The B-boy is more <laughs> but uh anyways yeah one day I was talking to him I'm like yeah man he's like you know I've been doing I've done radio shows and this and that he's like man just do it I'm like, what do you mean? I don't know how to do it. He's like, man, just do it. And so right. we decided, okay, what are we going to call it? Man, I'm the tap guy. He's a rap guy. I'm like, okay, it's the rap and tap. One of our yeah, students yeah. actually came out with a name. And we just, it's kind of like this. We just talk about, you know, current events. We just talk about all bullshit and, and people it's, listen to us. So. From somewhere, <laughs> I have another podcast myself, the Old Man Grappin' Out. Shameless plug number two. I'm learning from this. <laughs> I, 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 I actually just, we just, me and uh, my boy Tristan that I brought up earlier, we just filmed the first episode of this experimental thing we're doing and it's called Kicks and Grips because he's like a striker and I, okay. I'm a grappler. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to say is like I when I when I first started my uh, my podcast out, like you don't fucking podcast. I don't know what the fuck no. I'm doing. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like, yeah. but you get it. Said it's horrible. You know what I'm talking about? There's like literally like like hours, you know, thirty forty minutes of dead air. You don't know what's going on. I, I hated listening to myself. I'm like, yeah, well, right. You're getting yeah. embarrassed. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but you, you know, understand as you go, you get how to not necessarily interrupt, but you kind of have to keep the conversation going mm -hmm. and figure out ways to keep it kind of interesting. And you don't do that on your first podcast. You no, don't do no. that after your third podcast. It takes. A yeah. long time of working at it to kind of get that down. I'm still working. I still hate myself. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, 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 Kevin, every time I do a podcast, I call him up and oh, it was horrible. I wouldn't shut the fuck up. All I do is talk the whole time. <laughs> I mean, wait, Kev, 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 my my dad uh, just uh, listened to the uh, the Droop episode, and the when you you mispronounced uh, fictitious, I think you said fictional. <laughs> uh, whatever. And and he's just like that's that's hey, as long as you understand, it's okay. That's right. That's right. That's just tell your dad to break his arm about four or five places if he if he wants to see my fictitious arm bar. Oh, <laughs> no, okay. I'm, I'm joking, man. I'm joking. Well, okay. Uh, I, the, we can, there, that is a that is a that's a deep well to go down. You know that journey from from white to black belt. I don't know if we have the time to parse through it, but uh, I, I wanted to move on because mm -hmm. uh, you're actually you were in the middle of starting. Uh, a new initiative, a new project before COVID sort of uh, took the bite out of everybody. Uh, I said aspiring reality TV show host in right. the beginning. Could you describe that project a little bit more for us yeah. and where it's at right now? So it, it wasn't so much me. 
we just had to do it with me because we got to save money. So <laughs> I don't have a, uh, we didn't have the, the budget to like hire a host, but anyways, the show, like, just like my book, the show is called Matt May. There's so much stuff that goes on in the mats, right? I mean, you have, you know, from people uh, overcoming, you know, fears to gaining confidence to there's so much that jujitsu offers when you hear, you know, people say, Oh, jujitsu saved my life. Jujitsu saved my life. So, uh, I wanted to kind of showcase, that part like okay what did jiu-jitsu do for you you know i wanted to do like almost like a sit down interview of like okay what has jiu-jitsu done like what positive impact has it done? like what's changed right and so along with that i'm like people always like action right they like to see you know fancy stuff and so basically this the reality tv show that i'm trying to uh, that we're going to be filming uh i'll visit your city wherever city we actually had everything um, set up for our um, uh, trailer, but I'll, I'll, I'll visit the academy. The academy instructor will show me a technique. We'll do some live training. So it's just a little action shots. And right. then we're gonna sit down, we're gonna do uh, the feel good, like human to human. Like I'm gonna sit down after we get done training, we're sweating, we're feeling good. Whether it's the instructor, one of the students or one of the kids, I'm gonna sit down with them and we're gonna talk about their struggles. What how jujitsu has helped them overcome their struggles. Okay, it could right. be like PTSD. Okay, you right. know, I, I, you know, I was in the Marine Corps. You know, maybe, you know, maybe um, highlight a particular student from each gym. Whatever, right. whatever the show, right. whatever the right. show takes you in. Right, yeah. I get the format. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah, exactly. And then, right. Boom! Right after, so we got right now. Those are two things, and then on the third component is the the food and the entertainment. So like in Florida, we had a set, we're gonna visit, we're gonna be visiting taco spots. I'm gonna be right. grading the tacos. Like, hey, yeah, this is yeah. good. Right. We're having that's a couple cool, of beers, yeah. and then we're gonna be doing some uh, fun stuff. Like, you know, so that's the call out video that we were doing. It's like, hey, if you have what it takes, call me out. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll right. come out, we'll we'll uh, film, we'll uh, input your academy. We'll give you the, the, the platform to, you know, uh, get your name out there. That's and dope. Like, gonna, like uh, a Bourdain thing, but for jujitsu instead of, that's awesome, bro. That's pretty cool. But, but it has the three components. It's not right, exactly. Food. Right, and right. It's exactly. action. It's got the feel good, mm -hmm. human to human, and then it's got right. food and entertainment. Like yeah, now man. we're recapturing all. Bro, I, I, you know what I mean? I admire your hustle, dog. Get out there and get it done, man. For and real, listen, man. <laughs> and so I have, uh, you know, I've already got a film crew ready to go. Like right before this happened, March, I have my calendar right here. March the 28th, we were supposed to be down in Panama City, Florida. I, have a, yeah. I had everything set up down there. Film crew's going. We're on our way down. I even booked hotels, which oh, I, man. They, they wouldn't even give me a, a cash. Oh, man. I, I, had, I had to pay out of pocket. Nice. Um, I had it with the academy. We had the restaurants down. Everybody knew we were filming. We had, you know, the interview down. We had, you know, jet skiing, surfing. We had all right. these, like, ready to go, you know. And then all, all of a sudden, you know, it got Sorry, pulled up. Yeah. What, how did, were you were you putting this? Uh, did you have any kind of funding for this from somewhere else? Was this something you were doing out of pocket to go out and try to build build it up and then eventually? So in the us? beginning, I'm going to do it out of my pocket. Mm -hmm. So I, I was telling him, I said, uh, I'm going to do a total of three episodes. The first episode is going to be our promo. It's going to be right. our trailer, right? Mm -hmm. Basically, it's, you know, it's the first one. It's going like to show a what, pilot type right, thing or something right, like that. Right. What this is all about, and right. then the pilot is going to go on YouTube. And then obviously with platforms like Jiu-Jitsu Times and, you know, within our community, people right. are going to share that. Be like, hey, this is pretty cool. This is pretty right. cool. Mm -hmm. And from there, if we have enough, you know, viewers, uh, we were going to actually approach uh, – I, I got some contacts yeah. here. They, Whatever. You, know, you don't have to tell me specifics. Yeah. I get yeah. it. Go ahead, man. Right. Yeah, sure, 
Uh, but yeah. even with that, I'm, I'm going to do the, the the promo, and then I'm going to do two more episodes. You know, if I have to fund it out of my pocket, yeah. I'm going to fund it. So we're going to have a total of three episodes guaranteed. Like, I mean, this is done. I'm like, I'm, and then we're going to see what happens after that. If it's good, maybe we get freaking, I don't know, Bushesha, he could be the host. <laughs> right. you know? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. But it's cool. It's cool that you're 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 envisioning like you're, right. you're, you're, you're getting you're following the template for success. You're you're <laughs> having confidence in the fact that not only is this an idea, but it's something that you are qualified to put together. You know what I mean? You're you've been in the, you've been in the game forever. You understand how to go out every good time. You understand how to teach jujitsu. You understand how to highlight these aspects of the game, and it's cool, man. It's, and, it's what, a, and 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 another idea that gave me this is that. You know, when I go to teach seminars with my friends and we travel, this is exactly what we do. Yeah, you know? right. 100%, dude. Like, I, I, you know, I go all the time. I'll go compete in fucking L.A. or something like that. Like, I won't make a lot of money, but I'll get a free trip to L.A. and I'll hang out with my boys in L.A. and fucking, you know, go train and go eat tacos and go to the beach and, and hang out or go to New yeah. York and do that thing, too. So it's so true. What it's what we do, man. It's, it's my life. You know yeah. what I mean? And so the only thing we're doing is just putting it on film. Yeah. And then uh, letting people know, hey, this is like the jujitsu lifestyle. Like this yeah, is what we do. That's the key element too. Is and that's why I love it even more is because it opens up the eyes to the natural public that might not understand what jujitsu is. Because right. in the venue to be like, hey, yep. look, this isn't just a jujitsu show. This is a culture show. We're out doing yeah, exactly. Uh, and, it's, uh, and I want to be able to visit like the the best of the best, the AOJs, you know. And then I want to visit these yeah. little, you know, mom and pop dinky, you know, that's awesome dude, stinky I'm, little gyms. You know, diners, you for coming up with the idea, diners, you dick. I want to. <laughs> No, for real. That's good. I'm just messing with you. Diners, just drive I'm, I'm proud of you. Yeah. You got to be I mean, you're the Guy Fieri of jujitsu. <laughs> that's awesome, man. At the yeah. end of every episode, at the end of any every episode, Kenny challenges the owner of the gym to single combat, and if he wins, he takes over the gym. It becomes <laughs> Kenny, Kenny, Kenny Gym. Gym. <laughs> you remember that show on uh, 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 Discovery? I think it was called Fight Quest or something. Oh, with the the two guys. Like, oh, outside. that was a dope show, man. Yeah. Well, the yeah. one guy, the one guy is the announcer for. Uh, it's the guy the announcer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, uh, no, no, it was no, like no, an no, NF, no. It was like an yeah, NFL Pat's linebacker and a black belt. And I forget. But, oh, the, but the crazy thing about that show was a lot of people disagreed about this aspect of the show. Was like right. they would visit and fight the world champions. Like, okay, right. I've only been studying this martial art for. Two hours. Right. Now I'm gonna go challenge the black belt. Yeah, there was a, <laughs> there was one that there was one that predated the one with the NFL guy. There was one yeah. was that it was him There's and another then another. One, yeah, yeah there's another one. There was really okay. a good show, man. They yeah. went to like Brazil and did jujitsu. They went to like uh, uh, India and did uh, what they what do they call it? Sila and the but like yeah. every everywhere they went to their little community and they became engulfed whatever martial yeah. art was a part of that community then the goal was they were there they trained for a week and then they had some kind of a limited competition mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. the end or straight up competition it was yeah. cool he went to france and did sea lot you know it was awesome uh, it's, it was fight science that's the name of the that's show I was ah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. anyway whatever but yeah uh, anyways cool. i mean that that, that kind of gave me an idea but like okay let's make it a little more fun though it's not just yeah. i don't want it to be so serious like the first part of like training is going to be serious and then like the feel good, and then it's like, man, let's go have some fun, man. Like, That's you know, the like genius of it too, because it 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 now. I mean, because like you talk about shows like Cake Boss or some of these other shows that took off. You think people are going to sit around and want to watch people bake all day long? Yeah. No, it's the human. How dare it, you? It, 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 I, no, but, I can watch people <laughs> bake for two weeks straight. It's the ability to to trans. It's the ability to 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 transfer over and reach out to the everyday person when you include right. like everyday needs and right. things. I mean, kids, kids, right? kids are going to be able to watch this show. Yeah. women are going to be able to watch this. 
food foodies are gonna be able to watch the show. Like that's everybody's dope, gonna be able to watch it, you know. And that's so dope, let's see how it goes. Listen, like like we talked about earlier, if I have a hundred people that watches the promo, screw it. I had a hundred people that watched it. Yeah, yeah, when it, yeah, it's it's that's awesome, dude. Man, you're you're a good dude, man. I really, I really enjoyed this talk, man, because this is something that I feel like I'm I'm just now in my life starting to become aware of and able to actually listen when people say things to me because when people said things before you know you can it's it, what is what is a great saying you hear when people say like one of my instructors always says when when the student is ready the instructor will appear you know so you're never right. going to really believe anything until you believe it so until someone i could care how many times somebody tells you something until you're ready to be like okay now i i can see why that works you're not going to believe it i'm starting to get to the point where i'm really yeah. like am understanding those things about self doubt and, and, right. and why that cripples you and just, you know, bro, believe in yourself and don't do it because you want to get famous or to be, or, or make everybody happy. Do it because you have a good product. You have people that are engaging you that enjoy mm -hmm. it. So whatever, if it turns yeah. into something, it turns into something, you know, exactly. hey, cool, good work, man. Thank you. <laughs> so Kev, man, what do you got, man? You got anything else? I don't. Well, I guess just uh, this, I just wanted to say this show sounds like the type of content that, the jujitsu community has needed for a while, oh, like man. really accessible stuff that can be binged. Right. Like uh, people will watch a lot of that delve deep into stuff. Uh, and also it sounds like there's a human aspect to it. You know, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch the hell out of the yeah. first episode. Once this thing comes, listen, uh, people are going to watch it regardless. They're going to be like, let me see how terrible this fucking show is. Let me watch yeah. it. You know what I mean? To get point, your haters, <laughs> haters, and that's another thing. It's weird, like it, and I don't. Maybe they're not people that are haters. Sometimes are just they hate you because they don't have. There's, right. they're still, or they haven't conquered the idea of being afraid, and they're mad at you because mm -hmm. you have, you know. But the idea is, even if they tune in to watch and they talk trash about you, they still turn you in. I mean, I, listen. The only thing I want to say is, if you guys haven't seen it, uh, Kenny's got this crib style breakdown <laughs> of his studio on his YouTube channel. And it's a, it's some pretty fire content for a guy just walking around his building pointing <laughs> stuff out. Like, here's some dope shit. There's some dope shit over there. That's my medal. I choked a man unconscious for that. We got some meals. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy, this guy is this guy's making me give a shit about a place I've never been to and like we never but will. Thing, you know what I, that, I made me want to like stop by Georgia sometime. So with I that video, the crazy thing is I have it on my website, right? Like right, right on the uh, front page. And so when people come to sign up, sometimes they just come sign up. I'm like, well, let me show you. Like, I already know. I watched your video. Like, cool. I'm Give like, me Give me one of the meals from there. I, I man. know, right? I know, right? And that's the thing, you know, like my pro now I have like on my book, I have a pro shop that sells, I mean, a, a website that sells not only my book, but like my mat, uh, mat made gear too. Like I have like, another plug and I'm not trying to plug myself. No, up. you good, dude. You good. Uh, I'm not, I'm giving you a hard time. Um, but yeah, that video was good. I know. I think there's actually two more videos. Um, I did a video a while back on Open Mat. How not, no politics. You know, we love uh, you know Open Mats here. I was one of the first ones eight years ago that started Open Mats here, and it just kind of brought the whole Atlanta community to because everything was like everybody was like this. You know, now you don't ch train over there. You don't train over there. Now we all cross train, right? And then there's another video of life of uh, a martial arts professor, and that one has. A bunch of views on it. I mean, it's you know basically talks about the back end stuff that people don't see, like me cleaning the mask, cleaning the damn toilet, and you know the the loneliness that we have sometimes. So, but yeah, I mean, it's it's been a good journey, man, and I've I've been fortunate enough to meet great people like yourselves and and uh, you know get my get my ideas and word out, and I've 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 got great support system, my family, my students, my fans, 
my friends, our association, everybody's been, you know, just a, a, a wonderful people that's been around me. And I think when you surround yourself, when you make yourself good, I think good people start surrounding you and good things start to happen. Yeah, man. I, I just for and maybe in closing, just to just to tell you, like, I I want to let you know that, like, I appreciate you and what you stand for in, in today's world. man. I, I really do, because I love the sport of jujitsu and I'm very glad that people like yourself are out there trying to promote it for the right reasons, for reasons sure. that like for reasons that are not about like your selfish desires, but about showing how much you really love the sport. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying guys are being selfish, but they're trying to be, you know, if you're trying to promote for yourself to make yourself a better athlete or whatever, to right. get more matches, that's understandable. But you're doing right. just because you love jujitsu. Yeah, man. I mean, I, you awesome, know, man. thank you, thank you, thank yeah, you. Man. Yeah, that's, man. Uh, yeah. I, I just wanted to say, like, instead of being positive, I'm gonna straight up say you annoy the hell out of me, Kenny. Because <laughs> I made now, let me tell you, I made a conscious effort to like dress up and look cool because I'm like, this guy's drips pretty good, <laughs> like, he's got some styles. I gotta look, I gotta look good as the host. And you show up in a crew neck and a, a hat that doesn't look like it functions as a hat. And I still feel out. I still feel underdressed. So screw you, Kenny. You're never in, you're never coming back. You're never coming to band. This is the first band that we're ever doing on the show. Hey, Kev, I'm, I'm laying the hammer. <laughs> I'm wearing the same sweatshirts I've worn for the last two weeks, by the way. <laughs> I mean, well, it, it's you're not going you're anywhere. Not, hang on, you're house, not just right. wearing you're not just wearing any sweatshirt. You're wearing a no judges needed right, sweatshirt. No One of our sponsors. Use the code oh, JJT nice. twenty percent off in the no judges needed store. Nice, <laughs> nice. That's right. All right. Great well, right this seems like a, a solid place to end. Uh, Kenny, do you want to plug anything directly, like social media or, or whatnot, or any anything uh, that we can go through? Yeah, I mean, everybody can follow me on my Instagram, my Facebook. I think it's kind of. I think I'm at the limit. I don't, I don't think I can take any more friends, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm just being serious. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> uh, but my, my Instagram is Kenny Kim BJJ at Kenny Kim BJJ. If anybody wants to follow me, you know, I have some fun stuff on there. Sometimes I put, you know, videos of my son riding a scooter. Sometimes, you know, I have me flexing. Sometimes, you know, I just, you know, it's just, you know, it's just stuff that I like to do. You know, I don't care what people think. It's just, it's my channel, right? So <laughs> if you want to come subscribe and, you know, give me a like, give me a like. If not, screw you. Awesome. <laughs> well, All good, right. Yeah. Uh, no, no, you want to say anything, Kim? No, nah, I don't know. I'm just being real weird. Go ahead. We can edit that out. <laughs> uh, I'm not editing shit. All right. Well, that was uh, another episode in the can of the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast. Uh, thanks again for our guest, Kenny Kim, dropping by, talking to us about life and uh, and uh, the grind. Yeah. I'm your uh, – I'm going to edit. Uh, now I'm going to edit this. No, no, I'm flubbing it. I'm flubbing it. You threw off my groove. I, I had to get that's, the last that's, word in because I'm crazy. That is some emperor's new groove shit right there because I was just like <laughs> the chakras are out of line. I've been your host, Kevin Bradley, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Gallagher. Stay safe, uh, wash your hands, be nice to people, and we'll see you next time. Good night.